All right. How's that? From uh, Palm Springs down to Newport Beach. Mammoth. Up to a Mammoth Mountain. We're making the horn this morning, and now we're going out to the Big Apple. Man, what a week it has been. The NFL draft, a ton of coverage continuing right here on Living the Good Life. Bringing him back, though, here in our segment again. We had a phenomenal conversation with our next guest a couple weeks ago, former FDA Association Commissioner Peter Pitts, I believe in New York. How you doing, Peter? In New York, indeed. Thank you very much. Very well. Are you wearing your pinstripes, Peter? <laughs> Yankees, huh? <laughs> well, I have, to, I have to admit that, COVID aside, I, I am an obnoxious Yankee fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since we had you on, other things have developed and, you know, made uh, for some interesting uh, conversations and uh, opinions out there. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, some of the things that maybe come about or come to mind are now the availability of uh, the COVID-19 testing, some drugs that are now available. Um, talk a little bit about maybe bring everyone up to speed on some of the things that have been, uh, you know, come about. Sure. Well, let me talk about therapeutics first. Now, when I say therapeutics, I mean drugs that, are, that, that exist for other purposes that are being repurposed for COVID-19, as well as for experimental drugs that are not yet approved by the FDA that have shown to have some promise mm -hmm. combating the symptoms of, of the virus. Uh, there are a few uh, antiviral medication, remdesivir is one that's getting all the press, which is an experimental anti-Ebola uh, medicine mm -hmm. that is shown to be uh, effective uh, to treat some patients with COVID-19. Uh, the data is still early, uh, but anecdotally, it's very interesting. And the FDA has granted what's called an emergency use authorization, which will allow doctors to use this drug for the appropriate types of patients. Uh, this is the same basic concept that we're talking about relative to hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. uh, not approved, but uh, doctors can use any FDA-approved medicine uh, for any use they see fit. And uh, hydroxychloroquine has been approved by the FDA for a very long time. Now, what's important to note is that 85% of the patients who come down with COVID-19 uh, will be able to ride it out at home, getting plenty of rest liquids and tender loving care. These types of therapeutics are for people that are desperately ill, the elderly, people with pre-existing conditions and other underlying health care issues. So largely speaking, the people that are going to be hospitalized have the opportunity to have these products under the appropriate supervision of a physician. And we're learning more about more of these products every day. I heard anecdotal evidence the other day that the oral polio vaccine, you know, the vaccine that we all got on the sugar cube as kids, mm. um, is might be a, another uh, alternative treatment for people that have already been infected that would less lower the symptoms and, and shorten the duration of the virus. But these, again, these are for people that are very ill, not for everybody. Gotcha. You know, re relative relative to what's called convalescent plasma, the antibodies in the blood of people that already have the disease. Um, studies are showing that it's not going to provide total immunity, but it will, it will provide a certain degree of immunity. And those type of tests and studies are on ongoing right now. And that's very promising because that could, that could really allow us to turn COVID-19 from a deadly disease into a manageable disease where people basically get sick for a couple of days and then get back up and can get on with their lives. That, that's enormous. It changes the whole strategic view of what COVID-19 is. Now, relative to testing, there are really two types of tests. The first is the test to see whether or not you have COVID. And that's very important, especially right now, because we want to, we want to understand from real-time data how we're doing. And uh, the president has said, and I agree, 
that no state should really go back to normal activity until it has 14 consecutive days of decline of new COVID cases. Mm-hmm. So testing there obviously is crucial and wide testing as well. Uh, the second type of test is to see whether you have already had COVID. And again, this identifies the people with the antibodies from whom we can get blood donations that can be used in transfusions uh, to help people get through the disease quicker and also to help us determine who can get back to work soonest. So these, these test data all serve multiple purposes, but it points out the fact that we have to rely on data and able to really be smart and strategic in terms of both managing the disease and reopening the economy. Peter, we're stuck here in Los Angeles, and there's been uh, lots of controversy with, uh, like three weeks ago, uh, the smaller numbers in terms of uh, COVID uh, uh, victims, if you will. And then USC came out with a study a few days ago. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I am, yes. Well, I think the, I think the proposition is that if you don't test anybody, your numbers look great. We're learning what we're learning that large scale accurate testing is, in fact, going to show us more cases than we suspected. Right. And while that's not news we want to hear, it's news we have to understand. Mm-hmm. How readied or uh, available the how how is the availability right now today when it comes to being tested? for covid like if i would were to just go to my doctor because i'm just totally i'm just feeling like i've got it i can't deal with it anymore it will it be completely up to him or her or my physician or do i really have to i mean should i even go there i mean like honestly a lot of people are wondering right now how available are are these tests and what about these at-home tests that we've heard about sure well relative to test yourself to see whether you have COVID now uh, there, there are not enough tests, to be quite frank. We're working hard and fast to get these things manufactured and out to the places that can give them. Uh, yeah. But right now, because of that shortage, you don't want to get tested if you have no symptoms. Gotcha. You, because that gets in the way of, of diagnosing and helping people who are ill right now. Now, what's interesting is about uh, 50%, possibly less, but somewhere around the 50% mark of everybody that gets infected with COVID will be asymptomatic. They'll have, they'll have no symptoms. Mm-hmm. So you may actually have it, have no symptoms and not get tested, and that's not good. So, you know, that's why as we have more tests available to us, more and more people have to get tested. That speaks to the USC study, where when we start testing people who are asymptomatic, you find out the bad news that they are, in fact, infected. But that's important information to know. Uh, and the same holds true for the antibody tests, to see whether or not you've already had the, the virus. You know, we're developing better tests, newer tests, faster tests, and hopefully a, a test that's under development right now that would kind of be an at-home pregnancy test. You can actually do it at home, which is the best of all possible worlds. But you have to do it right. I mean, the only thing worse than uh, no data is bad data. We're talking to Peter Pitts, former FDA associate commissioner, uh, back with us here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, things it seems to be. It seems to be that I mean, we're in Los Angeles. You're in New York. People are just, you know, they can only assume or get the information they get by watching the news. But it seems as though the numbers have gone down. Um, but we're hearing now all of a sudden that hey, watch out! Come this fall or winter, it's going to get a lot worse. I mean, this is putting the fear in so many people. What's your take on this? Well, I don't think that fear is a great motivator here. You know, will we see a, a second wave of, of COVID-19 uh, infections? We will. That's the way viruses work. 
Mm. But we have, what we have to put in place are sophisticated disease management tools. Well, first, let me mention that the people who are going to be hardest hit with the next wave of COVID are people that weren't hit the first time around. That, that seems to make common sense, but think about that. That means that all the people now that are saying, what's the big deal? Nobody's sick here. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to work. You know, they're the people that are never going to get slammed first. So there's a, they're learned, they have to learn from the experience of L.A. and San Francisco and, and Chicago and New York and Boston as to the strategies that we put in place. You have to prepare for the worst and hope, and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. And, for example, I mean, you have to have right now, as we start going back to work, sophisticated disease management tools such as uh, staggered work hours. So we're not all commuting at the same time. Because, you know, in, in L.A., you're in your cars. In New York, we're on the buses and subways together. We can't. We have to keep those means of transportation as thin as possible to maintain social distancing. Uh, personal hygiene is going to be incredibly important. Continue use of technologies in terms of working from home is going to be very important. And what this all means, and wearing masks is going to continue. Uh, but what this really equals is short of a vaccine, which we will get probably in about a year. The, the way to beat COVID is through personal responsibility. If we continue to do the right things, we're going to deny the virus the opportunity to run our lives and we'll, and we'll move from a mitigation strategy, which is what we're doing now, to a containment strategy where we're in control and not the virus. Yeah. Well, so yeah. much to digest. That's crazy. The- yeah. I mean, obviously, that um, herd immunity that uh, we spoke about briefly is something that people, it's on people's mind because certainly that could potentially help people in the long run. You bet. I mean, obviously, we, see, we're still learning about COVID-19, how it operates, what it wants, what works and what doesn't work. You don't want to say, well, let's all just get infected and then we'll all be immune because what, there, there's been really interesting data out of places like South Korea that show that in fact, you can get reinfected. So that may not. It, so having had the virus may not give you total immunity. So we have to be cautious okay. not to uh, hope for the best and uh, leave everything to chance. Speaking of South Korea, I was happy to see that uh, their uh, Major League Baseball has opened up over there next week. <laughs> Little sports. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. You know, I'm, I'm all for uh, you know opening up the season, but at the end of the day, uh, everything plays. So Arizona, it's gonna. It'll be an interesting, if not incredibly boring season. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, 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 shed some light on on this, but uh, what's your take before we go to break? Looks like uh, the NFL is going to continue as planned. What's your take on this? I think it's very dicey. I think similarly, you know, just be- the NFL plays in many different cities and many different regions, and it's got to be very cognizant mm-hmm. of what the healthcare situation is in each of those arenas. And it's not by any means going to be equal. There you go. Peter, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks very much. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Thanks, Peter. Peter Pitts. Former FDA commissioner and uh, guy knows his stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, more to come live right here on Live the Good Life. Live from Los Angeles in our mobile or temporary, if you want to call it the that. The State Farm Insurance Studios. And speaking of State Farm... We're bunkered. We are presented by State Farm. When you want the real deal, State Farm is there. No doubt about that. We'll be right back, live from L.A. Shiva, God of- 